Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS Foodie Chap at 25 Lusk. Chef Matthew Dolan, good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you too, Liam. There's a rumble in the background. There is a rumble in the background. Don't be frightened. Um, it's just a 17-foot dragon. I never, ever imagined that one day I would be sitting with you... Uh, in front of a 17-foot dragon. There's reason and purpose for this. Uh, Game of Thrones. You've reinvented the wheel here, big time, with uh, a series of events you're calling Taste of Thrones. Tell me about it. So, Taste of Thrones is the brainchild of Donovan Friedman from Theme Dream Productions. He's we love the, Donovan. We love Donovan. Yeah. We do love Donovan. Um, and he had a great, a great idea. Um, he's run it for a few years... And with this being the final season, he wanted to use 25 Lusk because of its brick and stone. It's kind of a fitting venue. Um, I had no idea that we'd actually have a throne. The Iron Throne lives in my in my bar. You had no idea you'd have one, and you also had no idea you'd love sitting in it as much as you do. Well, that's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the uh, the dragon is a is a is a fun feature. It growls. And its eyes light up red. Yeah. Um, and it's covered in skulls. It's quite, it's quite a thing. On Mondays and Tuesdays, we do a, uh, we do a dinner series. And, uh, and then Monday through Saturday, the bar is open with an a la carte menu. The cocktail program is incredible. There's smoking cocktails. Let's talk about the cocktails. Yeah, we, have, we have the menu right in front of us. Taste of Thrones at 25 Lusk. Uh, an extraordinary uh, sequence of cocktails here. Uh, I love the name, Chef. Talk me through some of them. So the dragon shot, uh, the dragon egg shot is, is one of our favorites, you know, passion fruit and mango to kind of mirror the egg yolk and um, the egg whites, obviously, because a lot of cocktails have whipped egg whites mm-hmm. with coconut cream. And it really is just a shot. They may, and they, they paint the eggs and they do look like dragon eggs if dragons really were to exist. So. Uh, <laughs> you were having too much fun here, clearly. I love this one, the Night King. The Night King is a ton of fun also. Um, there is actually a piece of edible rice paper that has the, the, uh, the, the what are they called? The, 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 yeah, the Night King himself, his image floats in the cocktail. So it's, it's a, <laughs> we are having too much fun here. Yeah. Uh, and then the Dracarius. Mm-hmm. So this is if you're getting into the darker spirits, you know, you've got the apple-infused Calvados, uh, some harissa syrup to give a little spice, ginger beer to kind of sparkle it up, and cilantro to make it kind of crazy. These uh, are all the brain children of uh, Elmer Mexicanos, who's over at Tony's and Capo's in North Beach. Oh, yeah. He's also a good friend of the restaurant, and he's a brilliant cocktail uh, scientist and mixologist. He's, um, he's been helping us. So I mean, this great. is a, like a fantasy, a dream come true. Uh, for any mixologist because uh, it's a blank canvas oh, yeah. and you get this fun playpen to work in. Exactly. And we basically said, here's the show. Do you watch it? He did. And we said, okay, well, go nuts. And he did. And they've done a great job. So Let's talk food. Uh, the bar food, the bites, uh, featuring the medieval culinary artwork 
of yours truly, Chef Matthew Dodo. <laughs> well, I mean, there's been there's been other people scripting this, but um, can we begin by talking about Lady Terrell's salty meats? We can. Um, so nowadays, I think most people call it charcuterie and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what it is. It's just you know we're riffing off of the show and some of the food that shows up in the show and and the different from the seven different kingdoms. You know, we're kind of extracting what they they actually eat in those areas. If it's if there are if they're of the sea, then the, the seafood is named after them, and if they're landlocked, you know, so then the meats kind of get the name. So I'm uh, queerly drawn to uh, hot pies, mixed breads. <laughs> hot pies, mixed breads is um, is is really kind of just another sort of. Uh, I want to say that it's a Targaryen-inspired, uh, just dark sour breads with um, basically with just really high-end creamery butter and some blackberry compote, really. and um, But it's selling really well. Uh, and, of course, we have to mention the Wildling Turkey Drumstick, which I have to believe at your Taste of Thrones dinners uh, is an instant hit, right? It is an instant hit, and it sells really well behind the bar. The um, If you're going to come down into the lounge and sit here and maybe you get dressed up in costume or whatever, the... Uh, Having that turkey drumstick in your head, it, it's very, it's very fitting with the theme. Sure. So, and it takes you there. I mean, it does. You, you instantly are transported to uh, Game of Thrones time. You totally are. Uh, what do you love about the show? Were you always a fan, or when this came to you, did you go, "Oh gosh, I better, I better get on board with this"? Uh, when this came to me, I used a much harsher word than "Oh gosh, I better get on board with this," and um, started binge watching through the night. Um, I have a yeah, you know, after, with the restaurant schedule, I'm I'm picking up as much as I can. But now at least I get it. I'm on season seven. Good. So I'm almost caught up. Wait, wait. It, when did you start watching it? Three weeks ago. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? You're five seasons ahead of me. I'm, okay. se- I'm on season two. <laughs> and I, I was skeptical. I was very skeptical. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna love this. Yeah. Every it's just, it's just a little too much hype. And literally after four or five episodes, I'm like, what is happening next? You know, it's so addictive. Not only do you love the show, you want to become Jon Snow. And so you have at times, haven't you? I mean, I'm, I'm, at first I wasn't thrilled about the idea. But now when I put on my Jon Snow costume on Mondays and Tuesdays <laughs> to feed the whole roasted pig to our guests, it, I mean, everybody gets a kick out of it. It's a lot of fun. You know, and this, and this, I'm, I'm not one of these young chefs that's out there trying to prove himself. I'm, I'm, and I'm, you know, an older guy who uh, knows that it's sometimes you don't have to take yourself so seriously. It's, yeah. it's fun to have a good time. Yeah, older guy, you'll always be younger than me, and I hate you for it. Uh, <laughs> this has been a storming success, uh, chef. Line down the block, round the block. Uh, people really uh, are getting into this big time. So how does it work? If folks want to sign up for the dinner, uh, the dinners are Monday and Tuesdays. There's a bit of a waiting list, right? There's a, there's quite a waiting list. Um, we're, we're still discussing whether or not we're going to open up some more dinners. Um, they are a huge production, and the restaurant's pretty busy anyway. Um, but yeah, be, Monday to Saturday at 5 p.m., you can come and just get dressed up and sit in the throne and <laughs> take some selfies and have some smoking cocktails and sample the food. Uh, it's just a really fun pop-up, and it's, it's going to be gone um, the third week in May. Yeah. So. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, so uh, what's next? Pirates of Penzance? I don't know. Maybe Peter Pan? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure yet. Or oh, just men in you know, tights, Robin Hood. Basically, give me a reason to dress up now that I've got the bug. Mm. So that's... <laughs> Chef, listen. Uh, to make it work in this industry, you always have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, and I know for sure you never planned on having a 17-foot dragon uh, in your lounge at your restaurant, classically trained French chef, or... or trained the French way and you're serving and you're serving up bites like boiled oysters from Esau's Dra- dragon meat yeah. and dragon meats oh gosh I didn't mention the dragon meat <laughs> it's actually pork tenderloin but yeah, yeah dragon meat I didn't see that coming we love it uh, chef want to uh, switch gears a little bit this is a lot of the fun stuff uh, but the other side of you is a serious chef who's really serious about uh, doing the right thing uh, when it comes to sustainability, who you choose as your vendors, your farmers. Uh, those relationships for you uh, are crucial ones, important ones, but it has to fit with your philosophy around sustainability and what you serve your customers, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's right. I mean, there's some, there's some pretty shocking statistics out there. And just to list a, c- a couple quick ones, you know, in the U.S., we waste 40% of our food. That's enough to feed the planet three times over. So in a time of scarcity, there's surplus. And this country is very irresponsible. And the food system also is in, is in jeopardy. Um, you talk about sort of the carbon emissions. And if the planet were to warm one degree Celsius more, we'll lose all of our coral reefs. I mean... And we're overfishing certain species in the in the sea. We have we have a, a, a miserable waste management strategy because we used to ship our garbage to countries in Asia, and now nobody wants it anymore. So where's it going to go? There's a lot of questions that are really daunting. And if people knew how much we wasted, I mean, one other thing: we use 500 million plastic straws in the U.S. every day, and that's enough to wrap the equator three times daily. Terrifying, really. It is terrifying. And you know, there's a massive of plastics floating in the South China Sea the size of the state of Texas and it's 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 thought that most of that originated in California. Wow. So, you know, there's a lot we need to do and I know a lot of people are on the no more plastic straws things. That's a great start. Yeah. I think really waste but doing doing something rather than nothing is important. Yeah. You know, and doing lots. So we're 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 doing lots around here. Um, only green chemicals straws upon request only and they're made out of paper um and then really the biggest thing is kind of like looking at your vendors and seeing what are their practices yeah for example there's a guy in the central valley his name is joe morris from morris ranch yeah and he has a carbon negative ranch and, wow. and he does it by just planting different grasses and moving his herd around the way it used to be so he's able to do what's called carbon sequestering where he's actually pulling carbon out of the out of the atmosphere and making a positive impact. Stemple Creek up in Sonoma, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of these initiatives, and I think that I think the problem right now is there isn't really a demand. Sure. So if we can raise more awareness for, for these types of yeah. products and these practices, we stand a chance. You know, it's you know, I recently uh, um, I recently listened to Al Gore speak and whether whatever however whatever you think about him, you know, he's really been focused on this. And the, and the one thing he says, which I totally agree with, is like it isn't too late. No, we still can do something, but we just need to be aware and we need to make the right choices. You know, the, the going to the drive-through and having a pile of individual packets of condiments is these need to end. Yeah. I mean, it's just simple. Sure. And if there are places like Rainbow Grocery in San Francisco where you can go and buy in bulk, because then we limit packaging, we limit our waste. Yep. You know, yep. there's so many things we can do. It just takes an effort. Easy steps. One step at a time, one day at a time. Uh, but if everyone gets on the same march, 
and heads in the same direction, we'll be in a, a, a better place as a planet. We will, but the, down, the, the only downside, not to be negative, but I'm just being very factual on the topic, is that not enough people care. And if you go to the middle of this country, nobody cares. Yeah. You know, yeah. a, a, a supersize at McDonald's meal is like a, is a great thing. Yeah. And we have to. So it's yeah. it's about shifting the culture, uh, and not just on the coast, left and right, but in the middle as well. Yeah, I and mean, you think you know the the real influencers are are on the coast, you know, and you go to from New York to Boston or from Seattle to San Diego. You're, yeah. That's where the bulk of the people that are actually making a difference live in Chicago, of course. But in the middle of the country, you've got a lot of farmers and a lot of people that don't really see it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people also associate uh, being greener, uh, being more sustainable as being more expensive. But in the long run, it will pay off. That's true. And I mean, I remember thinking, or I remember growing up with people in the Northeast around New York City, and back then you'd be like oh you're you hippie and you're you know you're pot smoking hippie you don't uh, who cares go hug a tree and stop talking to me and they know you well well uh, <laughs> no but no but the real the reality yeah. is now yeah. now it's sort of like it's not really it's not really like it's, it's not a it's not really a trend or anything it's, yeah. it's a necessity at this point you know and you can't argue it uh i love that you're steadfast in your commitment to this and you walk the walk uh i know there's a collective of chefs, California chefs, you've been working closely with, you recently got together. Uh, tell me about that, that collective uh, and what you discovered in your recent gathering. Well, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the language on, on carbon ranching and a lot of the efforts um, are, there's a, there's a great organization called zerofoodprint.org, yeah. and it's spearheaded by Anthony Mayant from Mission Chinese. Yeah. Um, great guy. Uh, he was down there. We went to L.A. I mean, Susan Feniger, Mary Sue Milliken, they used to be called the Two Hot Tamales. They yeah. were there. Um, you had uh, Catherine Miller from the James Beard Foundation sort of emceeing the whole thing. Um, you had Paula Daniels from the L.A. Food Policy Council. Uh, she was there and, and also happens to be my aunt, which is crazy. But um, no, it's really good people that are yeah. leaders in this industry um, and, and, and bringing people together to, to ask questions and to educate. And I think we all walked out of there knowing a lot more and realizing that we have work to do and kind of like, yeah. this is called the California Chefs um, Action Network. Yeah. And, and they're, a, they're a, a, a affiliated with the James Beard Foundation. It was just, it was a, again, just keeping, keeping the ball rolling is yeah. what needs to happen. Uh, well, listen, back here at 25 yes. Rusk, lots of exciting things happening. A Taste of Thrones, an extraordinary bar food menu. Uh, and add to that, incredible crafted cocktails with Game of Thrones in mind. Uh, this runs, Chef, until May 20th? Third, yeah, the third week of May. And we, yep. might, we might extend it. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. There seems to be quite a few people that are having a good time with it. So well, listen, we'll see. Let's hope you extend. Uh, and by the way, we're a hop, skip, and a jump from the ballpark. Uh, your rooftop, you're crushing it. A great place to hang out, not just before or after a game, but any night of the week. Uh, just a quick overview on your rooftop experience up there. So, you know, we basically didn't have enough money to open another restaurant on our roof, so we got some concession carts, and we craned them up, and it's a bar with frozen cocktails. It's a wood-fired pizza oven with my buddy's uh, Italian grandfather's uh, Napolitano-style pizza dough, and um, everything's with fresh, good ingredients, uh, pizzas, burgers, snacks, and... Um, and yeah, come on up and have a pizza and a couple of beers and just hang out. It's 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 at twenty five less, but it has it is so casual. It's counter service, and it's been a blast. Uh, and finally, chef, uh, the dinners. If people want to come and enjoy the actual dinners, they're Monday and Tuesday at Taste of Thrones. Uh, go to your website, right? Well, you can actually go to tasteofthrones.com. 
Um, we have their have their, they have their own website, um, and they are currently sold out. But we have a waiting list, yeah. and it's it's moving. It's moving slowly, but give it a shot because it's been yeah. a lot of fun. Otherwise, just come down, come here uh, any night of the week except Sunday. Uh, grab a seat at the bar if you can find one. Come in costume. Come if you costume. so please come in costume or yeah. you can borrow my John Snow costume yeah. and you love coming in your costume don't you <laughs> again you're getting a little personal right now uh, one of my favourite chefs he really is Chef Matthew Tone in 25 Lusk uh, whether or not you're a fan of Game of Thrones or not you've got to come uh, to the restaurant here 25 Lusk Taste of Thrones great bites crafted cocktails and those special dinners uh, I have all the info at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap one for the road my friend cheers This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.